glory of his wonderful name in the name of Jesus Christ. Isaiah saw him at one particular time. As you speak unto him, I repeat these words of Isaiah. And I want you to reach out and see him stretching out his hand unto you for the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. He is high and lifted up. And his train fills the temple. Jesus Christ, you are holy. You watch over your word to perform it. Thank you for the table that you lay before your sons and your daughters. And this afternoon, Lord, for the glory of your name, whatever each one has reached out their hand to receive, I ask let it be done unto them, dear Lord of God, as for that cry that has come forth from their hearts as they say, thank you for my healing. Thank you for the divine intervention. Thank you that God you arise in my behalf right now for the honor of your wondrous name. And so I speak over Sharon in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. We continue to send the word of healing unto you. Be healed and be restored in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God in the highest. In Jesus' name, receive the word of healing into your body this moment. We send the word of healing unto our sister Leah, who is in AE at the moment, and we command healing unto our beloved sister. We command healing over your lungs in the name of Jesus Christ. Be restored in health in Jesus' name for the honor and the praise of God in the highest. And Father, as we thank you, we bless you for your table that is before us. Lord, you bring healing, you bring restoration, you bring the breaking of the chains and the breaking of every particular hindrance in the lives of your children. You bring the joy of the Lord as answered prayer is made manifest for your beloved in Jesus' name. Amen. The Word of God says in Isaiah chapter 6, Chapter 6, the words that we know, we have heard them over and over again. But it's what the direction that we take this morning or this afternoon in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in that particular scripture of Isaiah chapter 6, that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, that is from verse 1, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. 
With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I say, woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I say, Here am I, send me. Isaiah has a wonderful experience and a wonderful encounter with God. And in that encounter, as the story has been laid out, the final bit when you realize when he beholds the Lord, when the Lord reveals himself to him, it was straight away he says, Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm finished. It's like there is no hope for me. I don't have a place to run to. I'm a dead man because I have seen, I've seen him. What is it that Isaiah sees that unnerves him completely? He was already a prophet by that particular time, Matthew. He had already been prophesying and raining fire on Israel in his, you know, in his declarations as he's speaking across unto them what the Lord had said. He had heard what the Lord had said. But he had not met him. And when he meets him, though a prophet, suddenly he discovers, in all my uh, you know, abilities of saying that I am the prophet of the Lord, suddenly he looks at him and what he saw terrified him. And in return he comes around and he says, I am undone, for I am a man of an unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. He discovered the corruptness within himself. Although he thought, he all, all, all along, he had been thinking all was well. And yet at this particular juncture, he discovers something that he didn't know. But the beautiful thing happens. In the course of that particular encounter, the Lord touches his lips. I mean, the Lord touch your lips today. In the name of Jesus. And may the Lord touch my lips too in the name of Jesus Christ. That they will bring healing for the glory of God in the highest. They will bring restoration and they will bring joy once again. Whithersoever we turn ourselves for the honor of his wondrous name. That is the desire of his heart. He says this day your iniquity is taken away. So may it be for you and for me likewise that the Lord lifts off any kind of merit. That the enemy has fluttered across your person or your character. And he will bring wholeness and restoration in you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says your sin is purged. So be it. 
Because the blood of Jesus is speaking in your behalf and in my behalf. That the Father may find a people, a man or a woman, who will once again arise as Isaiah says. Then I heard my ears, it's like that touch. Or, you know, changed the dimensions within his being. He suddenly heard a voice that he had not heard all along. He says, whom shall I send? So the question you'll wonder, who had sent him before? The, you know, the prophecies that he had been giving unto Israel there before. Confidently, thus says the Lord. Here, I will tell you as, as to the story of the Lord. What, who had sent him before? That now, now the, real, the Lord now again arrives and asks him, Whom shall I send? The, boy, the Lord is calling out, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And with that particular transformation, this man of God arises and says, yeah, Here I am. Send me. Every encounter that we encounter God, any encounter with God or with the person of Jesus Christ, is always a powerful and overwhelming experience in any particular individual's life. And my cry is that you and I, Hope Community Church as a whole, whether you're here or whether you're online, you are going to come into this particular place or that particular encounter and that experience. Last time we touched on Moses. And we shall touch another aspect of what we looked at. There's so much with regard of who am I to you that God is seeking to be able to pull out so that he may reveal himself unto you. For he says, I am coming soon and my reward is with me to give unto every person as his work shall be. The question is, he says another place, when he appears, we shall be as he is. Meaning, you and I, or wherever you are, it's like you'll be looking at yourself. He said, we shall be as he is. The glory that he has will be manifested in you. Why? Because a full manifestation or a full reflection of the Lord God Almighty shall be emanating from you as he shines on you. You are a mirror for God. Remember always what he said. Let us make man and woman in our image. He made us in his image. So always... Wherever you are, God looks and he longs to see his image. He does not see Chris, he does not see Paul, he does not see Janet, he does not see whoever. He sees that I am. That's why he let's say he delights in you. Because when he looks on you, he sees himself. You may wonder, you may say, this guy is preaching heresy. But he says, he is, you are his image. He, he, he's creating us again anew, even when we get born again. He creates us in the image of his son. What is he saying? I want to see only one thing. My image. I want to see myself. I want to see the image of my son because him and the son are one. So when he looks at the son, he is so pleased because he's seeing himself. And that's what he has made you and he has made me. You may be black, you may be blue, you may be green, you may be red. It doesn't matter. That's what he eats. That's whatever he looks at the red one, he, that he's red that particular day. When he's looking at the blue one, he's looking at the, he's blue that particular moment. That's the reason why we said last time, whenever we see him, what you see is not what I see. Because what you see is you, and what I see is me. For the glory of God in the highest. 
So we come again to this aspect and we, we repeat it over. It's as if this thing keeps on rubbing within my spirit. That he is coming and he's coming. He's looking for his image as he returns. Will he find that particular image in you? Will he find that image in me? That's the question you want to ask, ask yourself as I ask myself. As we journey this particular journey that the Lord has called us. Who am I to you? Look at him again even this afternoon. He says he desires that as you look at him, we have said it over and I will repeat it again, you see the real reflection of who you are meant to be versus who you currently are. That is, as you look at him, you start seeing the nudget that God really is, that, he, that the nudget that truly is because he's reflecting on nudget 100%. And you've heard people say, when I looked at him, his eyes were full of love. And I was just zapped into that particular love. If you've heard the testimony of all who have seen the Lord and to whom he has appeared himself, they always see and say, he's just love. You know why? The reason behind it, as I mean, you know, is, is because you, when you look at him, you see a love that is beyond description and because you are seeing love because you fall in love with what you see. You start seeing that is what I am made to be. And you are drawn into that particular love because you've never, never found anybody who hates himself. Even, you know, being corrupt as we are with our corrupt nature. We look after ourselves. We'll spend hours before the glass, you know, by the mirror to make sure we look as nice as possible. We get the best outfits. So the latest outfits so that we may be able to look as good as possible. That is what, what we are because we, we are in love with ourselves. But when you go to look at the real self of you in him. That's the reason why you see that love that is unconditional. That love that is so deep, it goes into the depths of your person. And what happens? Everybody who sees him simply collapses. Because you just can't bear it. You, the suddenly every sense within you discovers, what, how am I in comparison to what I am supposed to be? He reflects in you. And I want you to ask yourself, as he stands before me, what is appearing? What is being seen at this particular time? Because the corruptness of our nature and the pureness of the new man or the new woman in Christ, they are fully exposed when the I am appears before you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Realize it comes to be that, you know, suddenly you discover nothing is too big for you when you start looking when the, when you start seeing him when he comes before you the i am who i am stands before you you start realizing nothing is bigger than you know you you are equal to every situation every circumstance look at moses the coward and the afraid the man who was afraid depressed and broken as we said last time suddenly after he sees looks into the i am Suddenly he discovers, oh, I'm supposed to be in Egypt. And we say he got a new, you know, a, a, a new swagger. You know, as he rose up from that particular place, he was ready to transverse the desert once again, retrace his steps back into the place of his calling in the name of, in the, name of the Lord, just for the glory and for the honor of his wondrous name. I love a song that we used to sing. 
And he used to say that, you know, bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears. God is bigger than any mountain that I can and I cannot see. It, it happens because you come in contact with him. And at that particular juncture, life changes. That's why he said, but Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And I want you to look at yourself and ask yourself truly, has th have things changed in me? If they have not changed, I want to let that Christ start coming out of your spirit. Lord, please appear before me. I want to see you. Because I am, it's like I'm lost just as the worship team cried. Open the eyes of my heart because I want to see you. Let that Christ start coming from every one of us. Lord, I want to see you because I want to be complete. I don't want to be what I imagine or what I hear people saying about you. I want to have an encounter with you in person in the name of Jesus. I don't want to leave because oh, I'm only depending on what Paul is preaching there at the, at, the, at the platform. No, I want to see you, me, in person so that I may see who am I really? Who am I? Because who you are is completely drawn out in him. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If therefore if anyone be in Christ. He is a new creation. All things are passed away. Look again. Are all things really passed away? In you. As I ask myself the same question. Oh there are so many old things. You know it's just like when we come to our houses. Something I bought 30 years ago. I've never even used it maybe. Or even touched it for the past 20 years. Yet, every time I go back, I look at it. I can't throw it in the bin or I give it to charity. Say, ah, it is look, it's still looking so good. I, I, keep, I, I put it back in the same, same, same place. It gets dust, gets dust. I go, and still leave it in that particular place. I was surprised one time I, I was going through my, my, some of my books. I found books, some books that, you know, when I was still in primary, completely irrelevant in this particular at uh, this particular time things have moved on and yet you find that small book is still lying somewhere because it felt so precious you keep it for what arise and look at who he is so that you may see who you are current the current you that god is seeking to uh, to manifest to this generation in the name of jesus christ because all who are privileged to see him, they never remain the same. And I don't want you to remain the same, my brother, my sister. I don't want to remain the same. May you cry unto the Lord, the Father, unveil yourself unto me. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34, the word of God says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak these to your shame. That is Paul speaking to the Corinthian church. And he may be speaking to me at this hour or may be speaking to you at this particular hour. May we look in our lives once again. Do we have, you know, we may awake to righteousness, awake to who it is, who is he to you and who is he to me. That is, who is the Lord to you? So because he wants you to reflect him. Let that cry come out of your spirit. Father, I want to reflect you. I am your mirror. 
And so come before me, come before me that I may be able to reflect you. Others can't see you, but as you stand before me, the reflection that comes or shines from me shall spread out into my family, into the community, wherever I turn myself. They will be seeing nothing else. I don't want them to see me. I want them to see you as you reflect because I am your mirror. Oh Lord, I stand before you. I availed myself to you for the glory of his name. Go to your house again on your wardrobe. As you look at that particular mirror that is on your wardrobe that you always have over your dressing table or by that mirror maybe that is on the, in, the, in, the, in the hallway. As you stand and look at it, once again discover, oh Lord, no longer it is this mirror that I want, I want in this house. I want to be the mirror. Every day, whatever room I go to, you can be looking at yourself. I go into the toilet, you are looking at yourself. I go into the bedroom, you are looking at yourself. When I go to the back garden, you are looking at yourself. You are happy. Yeah, the hair is placed the right way, Father. Yeah, you can look at yourself and you can be glad and you can smile. I love what I see. Who am I to you? He asks. He says, I am the object that is seeking to be mirrored. And you are the mirror that, can on, that only can reflect me. But that is only if I stand before you. May you allow the Lord to stand before you. And the Lord open your eyes and may he be able to reveal himself to you in the name of Jesus Christ. May you never be the same again from this day henceforth, I pray. For the glory of his wondrous name. Just quickly, Moses, remember, had only seen God through the eyes of his mother. She had recited to him, I believe, the stories of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob before she handed him back to, to Pharaoh's daughter. So mostly, you may say Moses could only imagine who this God is. He could only imagine because the only stories he had heard. He had heard about it, the promises of this God. But the circumstances that surrounded his upbringing and the Hebrews that he used to see when he used to go to walk outside and see them walking up and down as slaves, they bore no semblance with the promises that God had made for these particular people. And it may be as you walk, that is the story that you have. That you, are, you know, what you only know about God is what you have heard. What you have read others have said. What you think he may be like, you only imagine. But God is saying the time of imagining is over. I am laying a table before you because I want to become face to face with you. For I want you to reflect me in all aspects, young and old alike, for the glory of my name. That's why it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, upon the young and upon the old, regardless, because I want my reflection to appear whithersoever I turn myself. And I don't know what it is that you've been looking at. Think about it yet once again. Regardless of the imaginations that he imagined, Moses imagined who God was, instead, Moses grows up learning the language of the Egyptians. 
not the language of the, of the Hebrews. He grows up learning the dark arts of Egypt. He grows up learning the witchcraft of Egypt. And he goes, grows up learning the idolatry of the Egyptians. He becomes, you know, smart in each and every one of those particular ways. And every one of those particular uh, things. And maybe to you, God is also in the stories that your mama told you. Or the Sunday school songs that you used to sing. That is all you know about God. You really have not had an experience with him as, as life goes by. I see somebody who needs to be admitted on that, on that, on that seat, whatever, if you maybe you can admit the person. Maybe you, you still, you know, you still associate God. Maybe you came from the Roman Catholic or the Orthodox background, and you still, or even Anglican background, and you know, and other church backgrounds, you still associate him with the long robes, and you know, the big hats, in you know, a as you see, see those particular men of God, or women of God, as they walk, that's what you associate God with. You imagine maybe that's how he look, looks, looks like. Or you associate him with the long prayers that you used to hear when you were young. And those prayers made no sense. Because they will pray and pray until you start, you know, you start dosing whatever it is. And you wonder, Ay, when are these old guys going to finish these particular prayers of theirs? Because they don't make any sense to you. Why? Because the issue is you have not encountered him. Maybe that's what he still is to you, even to this particular day. That you have learned to speak like the world. Hmm? Maybe that you love the hobbies of the world because that's where you, you have been and you have grown. Their songs fill your mouth and your mind. They are all you sing. They are all that boom in your car or they boom in your house. Nothing to do with the God who redeemed and brought you to the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is asking you, who am I to you? Do you know who I am? Because he wants, let his songs be the one that will reflect in your ears. And as they reflect in your ears, your person will be changed and your character will be changed. For the entrance of his word, whether it is in song, whether it is in vision, whether it is whatever, the entrance of his word, give it light. And it makes wise the simple. And that word is received as you behold him and as you look at him. May it be that our nights, our mornings shall be spent standing before him. Even as we walk on the, on, on the roads, in the buses, wherever as we drive, he is right there in front of us. I am not seeing the road. I'm seeing Jesus as he reflects himself into me that he shines into the road that is ahead of me. All for the glory of God. Have you ever shown a spotlight onto the, onto the mirror? It hits you back right into your eyes. The brightness thereof. Oh, may that be the experience of you as and my experience. As he stands before us, that light of his grace, his love, his power, his glory and his goodness and his spirit, it will you know, strike off and go into all the areas surrounding us for the honor of his wondrous name. Maybe like Moses, you feel that you can manipulate your way around the obstacles. Remember, in the natural, Moses was well-placed to be able to scheme on how to deliver the children of Israel. But he turned out to be a total failure until he had an encounter with I am who I am. Because all along, as Moses grew up in Egypt, 
It was not Moses who was growing up. It was a different character. The real Moses was hidden somewhere inside. The true Moses was hidden. He had been covered. You know, he had been plastered over with the dark arts of Egypt, the mighty words of Egypt, the, you know, the wisdom of Egypt, the songs of Egypt. You know, the witchcraft of Egypt is what had covered him, and so he could only express himself through all those particular things of Egypt, and that's how he hoped he would release the children of God. What am I saying? When you stand before the I am, what do you see? I want you to ask yourself that question. When you stand before the I am, what do you see? Pause for a moment. When you stand before the I am, what do you see? He said, my name is I am who I am. Can you say I am who I am? You are standing before him. What do you see then? You are looking, you see I am. And who is I am? I am. When you stand before him, he is the I am. You are the mirror. You are the mirror. The I am then has the opportunity to be able to be seen because he's invisible. He can never be seen. That's what the word of God says. But when you stand before him, suddenly he becomes visible. I am who I am. So when you stand before him, you see I am. You see who you are in him. And I pray that that is what you're going to see. That's why Jesus, as we draw to a close, says in Matthew eleven twenty-eight and 30, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You have been covered with all the issues around us in our families and what of you. You've been called maybe a pig or a cow even by your parents. And so you have believed that that's what you are all these particular years and all this particular time. You can't achieve anything and you can't do anything. But he says, come, come to me. Why? Come stand before me and you will once again see you are not what your mama said you are. You are not what your papa or your friends said you are. You are, I am. Because as you stand before me, you will see who you are. You are my reflection, says the Lord. That's why I create you anew in Christ Jesus. My brother, my sister, go and stand before him. Cry out unto him, Lord, stand before me. I want to be what you want me to be. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will rest. You'll find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why is it light? Why is the yoke easy? Because that's what you are meant to be. You don't feel difficult raising your hand because it's part of you. It's part of you. You don't feel difficult talking and breathing in and out because that's who you are. You breathe in and out automatically. And that's what God is calling you and I unto. Stand before me. You will see yourself. And as you see yourself, you will start discovering this is what I am meant to be. You will not listen to the stories that men and women say about you. The abuses and the whatever they say of you. They may abuse you physically, mentally, whatever they want to do. But as you look at him, regardless of all the damages have been done on your life, he will bring you back into wholeness in the name of Jesus Christ for the glory of God in the highest. Don't live in that damaged house 
All the days of your life, the doors are broken. The sister things in the house are broken because the enemy has shattered it by the words and the things that you have heard. People and relatives, friends have said about you and you have thrown in the towel and gotten discouraged. I am nothing. Who said you are nothing? I am who I am. He's standing before you and he says, you are my reflection. I want to manifest myself. Rise up and through my Father, stand before me that your reflection may once again appear in me so that I will arise from this particular brokenness and from this meaninglessness and become the answer for my family, for wherever it is that I be, in the bus where I am going to be, the man or the woman I'm going to meet, to that homeless guy, when I meet him by the street, I will have the answer to speak because it is not me who speaks, it is is the reflection of the I am that they meet I am when I go towards them they don't see me they see I am is coming all for the glory of God in the highest stop seeking to be what you are not he says come to me you will find rest those are his words stop seeking to be what you are not a philosopher or whatever it is you may want to call it. Come unto me, you will find rest. So, when Moses came to him, that encounter, it tore off all the coverings of the Egyptians and the Midianites. It tore off all those particular things and it revealed the gem, Moses. That one who was, it brought out the Moses who before was unknown. Nobody had known you. This is that powerful prophet of the Most High God. That encounter, once again, it pulled him out of all those coverings and all those particular smearings that the enemy had smeared him. You know what? He was called Moses. Why? They said because they drew him out of the water. Metaphorically, water is what? Water is the word of God. Water also can be looked at as the spirit of God. If you are to stretch your, your thinking or your mind, you can look, he was drawn out of the water. God in essence is saying, I'm drawing you out by my word, drawing you, you are coming forth from my word, you are coming forth from my spirit. Moses, he comes forth to be what it is that he had been made to be, that is the deliverer whom God had been waiting for all these particular years. He had been there all along, but he was covered, covered, covered. I am only a, a, a black man. I am only a white man. I am only a white woman. I am only a nation. I am only from the Philippines. I can do nothing. Who said it? I am who I am. He's promising to change your life in the name of Jesus. May the Lord grant you favor today to stand before him in the name of Jesus Christ. This is the last verse I read and we finish. Esther chapter 4 verse 14. Esther chapter 4 verse 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I pray that for this particular time, it is the time that you and I are going to shed off everything else and tell the Father, I am, I am standing here until I behold you standing before me because I want you to reflect me. 
I want rather to, I want me to reflect you in the name of Jesus Christ. I want my children to see that reflection. I want to see my wife, I want my husband to see that reflection. I want my friends to see that reflection. They will no longer hear the talking of the world, the songs of the world coming out of my lips. No, they will hear Jesus and the word of the Lord proceeding from me. When they look in my eyes, they will no longer see envy or jealousy or anger. They will see love and forgiveness and they will see no restoration, something wooing them to come to the I am who I am. Why? Because God will tear off all the covering, say, you know, the coverings, the circumstances have covered you with and to bring out the true identity of that man or that woman that he has prepared you for, for such a time as this.